You're not the boss of me now, and you're not so big. Welcome to Life is Unfair, the Malcolm in the Middle podcast, where we watch and talk about every episode of Malcolm in the Middle in chronological order. But today, we're not talking about a specific episode, because we're wrapping up season four. Only three seasons to go. That's right. And I'm David, the other guy. Oh, I'm Jake. (laughs) Jeez, Jake. I mean, look, no one listens to a season wrap-up as their first episode. Come on. Impossible. Impossible. Literally impossible. Unless they've been longtime fans of the show, and they're like, oh, this is the most recent episode. Let's get their take on this season to see if I want to listen to their show. And then they get this unprofessional garbage which is a pretty good representation of the show actually if you enjoy this stick around (laughs) if you're like i like how i can immediately tell these people hate each other (laughs) (laughs) that's right instead of two white dudes who were like bros we're two white dudes who hate each other that's our shtick it's it's the the two genres of podcast god (laughs) (laughs) we're like if joe rogan knew how his guests felt look we're dumb we're not joe rogan dumb (laughs) (laughs) i look i couldn't think of anything to say man (laughs) we're like joe rogan but vaccinated (laughs) (laughs) damn but true (laughs) oh my god okay so please stop comparing us to that like i made the joke once let's never never make that again although if you guys would like to head on over to patreon.com slash let's play death ray you could help support the show and all of the content we do and maybe make us joe rogan famous one day like i'll go with that uh sure <laughs> i'll be i'll be the next joe rogan what i'm bald right i was gonna say dude like if i made what joe rogan made you call you all could hate me i'd be fine with it like yeah. no wonder this dude's happy <laughs> <laughs> for sure Ignorance is bliss. Anyways, uh, getting off that topic. Getting into the nitty gritty of our wrap up. First things first, we have our statistical analysis of who the statistically shittiest and least shitty kids are. Ah, yes, for the season. Yes, based on our season-wide choices, as well as the season-wide choices of the audience. Minus, what, two episodes, I think, for the audience? Uh, Yes, that's what I was about to say. Minus Baby Part 2 and Daycare. Because a little little, uh, peek behind the curtains, we are recording this ahead of time. (laughs) But... We do have all of our statistics in, and they are unsurprising. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Uh, who do you think you chose as least shitty kid the most often, David? Dewey. Correct. Okay, yeah. By a pretty wide margin. I believe it. Because you gave Dewey least shitty kid ten times. Surprisingly, in second place, tied with Francis, is Malcolm. You chose both of them four times. Okay. And you chose Reese least often, only giving him least shitty kid twice. Wait, that's missing some. Say the numbers again. Uh, it's missing uh, clip show two. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yep. All right. I was just, I was doing the math and I was like, that doesn't add up. No, you are still short. Yeah. It would have, wait. should have one Yeah, because missing clip show two would have been, uh, would be 21. Uh, I know why. I'm dumb. Well, there we go. Now (laughs) we have all of our choices in. You know what I bet people like to listen to more than travel talk in content? (laughs) 
is math talk. Okay, I, I'm definitely editing most of that out. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Because, yeah, people definitely want to hear about the, the statistics and how you got to them, Jake. I mean, there's some people. I feel like Eric would enjoy that. Eric would. That might be it. But anyways, back to these statistics. Uh, so now that we have everything, it uh, doesn't change too much. It uh, doesn't change the order or anything, but you did choose Reese as least shitty kid three times. So he's just behind Malcolm and Francis for you. Yay. And equally unsurprising, I gave Francis least shitty kid the most often. What? Weird. With Dewey in second, I gave it to him five times. And Reese was actually third for me. I gave it to him four times. I only gave it to Malcolm twice. That seems right. Then for shittiest kid, who do you think you chose as shittiest kid the most often, David? Uh, Malcolm, of course. Shocking. (laughs) You did choose Malcolm the most. Though for both of us, shittiest kid was a little bit closer of a race. That's because they're all shitty. Fair. As you chose Malcolm the most with eight, then Reese with six, Francis with five, and you only chose Dewey for Shadiest Kid twice. Then mine was very evenly split. Reese ended up being my statistically shittiest kid, but only by one. I gave it to Reese six times. I gave it to all three of the other boys five times each. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's wrong, but nice. Then as for the audience... Who do you think the audience's least shitty kid was, David? Least shitty? Uh, probably Malcolm. Incorrect. It was Francis. Who okay. dominated. Uh, they, they voted for him ten times. Malcolm was in second with four. Then Dewey got it three times, and Reese only got it twice. That seemed... The Reese number does not surprise me. Fair. Then who, who do you think the audience chose as their shittiest kid, David? Well, Reese, obviously. <laughs> yes. Uh, Reese got it nine times. Malcolm also in second for that one. <laughs> He's always in the middle. It's weird. Malcolm's in the middle? Malcolm got it six times. Francis only got it three times. And Dewey only got shittiest kid from the audience twice. That's an appropriate amount. So they agreed with me. Numbers In that wise. regard, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they definitely did not side with you over me. Because I also went through every time we had a disagreement on shittiest and least shitty kid. And in those cases, the audience sided with me over you 13 times. Shocking. They sided with you over me six times. And in four cases, they sided against both of us. They were only right four times. But that wraps up our least shitty kid and shittiest kid statistics. So let's get into some more general season four review stuff. First things first, uh, just sort of what, what, what are your feelings about season four? The pacing was a little weird looking back at it. Like I looked at the episode list just to remind myself where season four actually started. And I got to admit, a lot of the episodes felt like they were a part of a different season gotcha i don't know i i think part of it is the pacing part of it is the themes that that the episode had tended to shift i know part of that was probably affected because obviously jane kesmerick was pregnant and they had to deal with that and then lois becoming pregnant became a huge part of the the season 
and it was a huge focus. Right. Even when it wasn't meant to be the focus, because, you know, when you take a integral character and then you just pluck them out of the show for a while, that absence is noticed and the themes kind of build off that. Right. Even with that, though, I really like this season. There's only one episode in the entire season that I'm like, man, I don't really want to watch that one again. But like any of the rest of them, I would be more than happy to sit down and rewatch. It's it's a great show. They continue to do amazing work. I am sad that we got less good Krellboyne shenanigans. That's fair. In in this episode or in this episode in this season, I I really would have hoped for more Krellboyne episodes in this season, especially knowing that this season contained the last appearance of so many of them. Yeah, basically everyone but Steve, which is sad. It is. I need more Stevie. Like, I really hope season five has more of Stevie. Like, I want to see, I like where they went with this, and you got to see a lot more family-related stuff and a lot more the boys dealing with, you know, more mature themes and and just different takes. Um, You know, you got to see the girlfriend stuff with both Reese and Malcolm, which is interesting, don't get me wrong, but I want to see the guys with their friends. Like, the season really kind of reinforced the, like, loser stereotype on uh, all of them. But we know for a fact that they have friends. We just don't really see them. Uh, well, I, I mean, Malcolm has friends. Reese actually, like, pretty explicitly doesn't. That's fair. That <laughs> Yeah, no, and I get that part. But, like, I'm sure Dewey has friends, even if they aren't, like, super close. We know Francis had friends. Right. Um, we know Malcolm has friends. I just, I don't know. I want to see more of that world. I, it's not what I want it to focus on, but I think I think there's definitely a lot of stories to still be told from their perspective that don't have to involve the adults. Yeah, yeah. The season four definitely felt the most focused on the family. Yeah, yeah, definitely the most focused on the family so far. Hell, yeah. we got two Cloris Leachman episodes, which, by the way, not, well, three if three. you count it, the two-parter. Yeah. Yeah, um, which I'm not complaining about. Don't get me wrong. The more you can give me Ida, I will be happy. But but yeah, no. Normally we get what one a season before this. Like yep. Yeah, I'll I'll take I'll I'll take three episodes in a season of Ida or more. Yeah, the the more Cloris Leachman, the better. But I, I do agree. I also feel that way about Stevie. I feel like he was really underutilized in season four, which is a shame because like Abe and his, and the Poker Gang actually got to come into their own right as characters uh, in this season. Right. So I want to see more of that, because I do want to see Hal having friends, but I also would like to see that for the boys. I want to see, let's have more Malcolm and Stevie sneak out and go out on the town adventures, or, you know, something at class, or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think those are uh, valid criticisms of this season. And, uh... Well, let's go ahead and get into our season rankings. Okay. Uh, which, uh, coming in to this episode, I had two as the best season, then three, then one. I think you had the same, but I don't remember. Uh, I still think two is the best season. I put season four in between two and three. It's my second best right now. Yeah, I would I, I I would agree with that. Um I think yeah, I think it's definitely 2431. Okay. For, for for me that the entire difference there is 
I, I think I would actually like season three more, except that the Francis plot lines were mostly pretty bad in season three. That uh, yeah, yep. Alaska plot line not great. Yeah, the, the, but the uh, Ram stuff on the other hand is like my favorite era of Francis plot lines, and definitely helped like a, a lot of the episodes that would have been kind of meh. Like when I was looking through, I was like. Oh, but the F-plot in this one is great. <laughs> right? Yeah, the F-plot does save a few of the episodes. Season 3, I think... I don't know. I, I'm i not going to lie. If I rewatch Season 3 right now, I might end up putting it back on top of this one just because they did have some... I don't know. The highs in Season 3 are better, Agreed. I think. But I think the lows are way lower than this season dipped. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think this season was just very consistent. Yes, yeah. It, it had so many. I mean, like, man, Zoo was great. Family Reunion, hilarious. Forwards, backwards, I loved what they did with that episode. Even though it wasn't the greatest episode in the world, I the idea of it um, and the way they put it together, I really, really enjoyed that. Man, come, thinking of a few more, Stereo Store was was pretty funny. Uh, it wasn't even, it was another one of those, like, it's not top tier Malcolm in the Middle, but it's it's just, it's good, you know? Right. Uh, Malcolm Holds His Tongue was one of them that I was considering for my favorite, which is the, the power walking episode. The, the power walking was funny. Dude, even their clip show was better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, we got a Jason Alexander cameo. We sure did. Yeah, that's just a, a really, like, solid all-around season. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed season four. I did. Uh, I'm really looking forward to where this show is going to go. I am sad that we only have three seasons left. I don't want to stop doing this. Well, only this 66 episodes left. Wow, really? Only 66? Yep. Wow, that's just barely over a year. Yeah. Man. Now I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, so, so what I'm hearing is uh, get to work on that reboot. Yeah, yeah, they need to. Hurry it up. Come on, <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> you, you got a little over a year. That's right. Get your shit together. <laughs> get to it, Brian Cranston. Come on. Yeah, you've only been working on it for like 10 years. All right. Well, uh, with our, our rankings done, let's go ahead and move on to Emmy Talk. This is where I've been tracking the wins and nominations Malcolm the Middle gets for uh, each season for the Emmys, uh, which this year, uh, right off the bat, the first year of the show not nominated for Outstanding Comedy Series, uh, which was won by Everybody Loves Raymond. Of course. Such a... Anytime I see that they lose, like, like when they lose to Friends, I'm like, I don't like Friends, but you know, it's a big show. It's an iconic show. Okay. For whatever reason, anytime I see that like an actor or the show losing out to Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> it infuriates me a little. <laughs> uh, that's because like Everybody Loves Raymond is like the toast of the sitcom world, man. Exactly. Like, like no one's gonna complain if it comes on the TV by happenstance, but no one's gonna like seek it out unless you put something else on top of it. Yeah, again, like <laughs> I would much rather watch Everybody Loves Raymond than Friends, 
Yeah, but, for, but it pisses me off so much more than everyone else, Raymond. One best outstanding comedy. But uh, moving on with our awards. Well, not our awards. The Emmys Awards. There you go. Jane Kaczmarek was once again nominated for lead actress, but lost to Deborah Messing, who was uh, in Will and Grace. I was going to say, at least she's talented, you know? I can see that. Yeah, yeah, th- th- that one didn't seem too bad. Then Brian Cranston was once again nominated, but lost to Brad Garrett for Everybody Loves Raymond. How? Which, How? Yeah, like, and I, I love Brad Garrett. I think Brad so Garrett's great, but come on. Bri- <laughs> Brian Cranston, there is no one, I guarantee you right now, I haven't done it, but if I Google the list, there's no one on it that comes close to Brian Cranston's skill. That is insane. Uh, then uh, the, the last award that they uh, had a stake in for that year was Cloris Leachman was nominated for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy, and she lost out to Christina Applegate for her appearance on Friends. Christina Applegate? Who? Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Cor- Look. What? Cloris Leachman. <laughs> okay. Christina Applegate. All right. No. Cloris Leachman. All the way, a thousand times classier, a thousand times better. No disrespect, but like, how does that happen? That's like, oh my God, dude, that's like, mm, I can't come up with anything that isn't just super disrespectful, but like, because I I do like Christina Applegate. I do, but like, (laughs) but she's nothing as near as good as... Cloris Leachman. I, I would also say I like Christina Applegate, but now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't really know why I like Christina Applegate. Like, I can't think of a thing that she was in that I was like, that, that I really liked, or that it's I thought always, she was, like, very good in. It's always been guest appearances for me. It's gotta be something, right? Uh, I mean, her role in Married with Children was okay. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I, I yeah. didn't like that show. Anchorman, she was okay in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there is not one thing where I'm like, man, that was a great movie and she was awesome in it. There is not one thing of Cloris Leachman's that I'm like, meh. That's fair. But I, I do also probably think it's like the thing of, because I'm pretty sure she won for Christmas the year before. Ah. I think it may have been like a, a thing of they don't want to choose the same person every year. That's fair, but... Uh, I, I don't remember for certain, but I'm fairly sure she gets nominated literally every year that Malcolm in the Middle, like, comes out after she joins for this award. I mean, as she should. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, nothing on... Chris- like, I, I went to IMDb just to, like, stop pulling things off the top of my head. Right. And literally nothing that Christina Applegate is in is is what I would call, like, that was a great movie. <laughs> That uh, the only other award that like usually Malcolm in the Middle historically has like been nominated for is it usually gets a directing nominee nomination, uh, but this year well, the directing and comedy award is just it, it's literally like five Curb Your Enthusiasm episodes and then like one episode of two other shows. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> uh, so it's the, the first year that they weren't nominated for that as well. Uh, but now that those fake awards are out of the way, let's get to the real award. Our awards. Yeah, the ones that matter. Yeah. Our first award is Best Episode. Which episode did you end up choosing? I tossed and turned with this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. It is, and people are going to be mad at me. Okay. I chose forwards backwards. So did I. Oh, no shit. Yeah. (laughs) 
I just, I really love the way they set that up. And I, like, it was another one where, like, I feel like watching it at the time, I didn't give that episode its due. But, like, going back through and, like, reminding myself of stuff. And I also went through and reread the summary for every single episode this season. Uh-huh. Just to make sure that, I, like, I could remember everything. And it was kind of fresh when I made the awards. And I just, I, I don't know. It it was an interesting way to set things up. I also I love prank wars like that and stuff. I mean, I think we talked about it in the episode. Like our family, we go overboard. Uh, <laughs> so like seeing that and and I think it was a brilliant way to set up the episode. Uh, my backup was Grandma Sue's though. Okay. Because also very funny, very funny premise, especially at this point in time. And I do love that episode massively. But forwards backwards was a not only a good episode for the show but also the way it was written and set up and shot and and everything was also amazing that that is all true and it's also a gimmick episode which i am uh, always a fan of a gimmick episode <laughs> and more importantly for my choosing of forwards backwards it is my absolute favorite f plot and that's that's the demon cow plot it is the demon cow plot, yep. Which, uh, th- th- that addition on top of an episode that I already really like just, uh, puts it over the top for me. It was a somewhat easy choice for me. And on the flip side of that, which episode did you choose as your worst for season four? I think we're gonna agree on this, too. If boys were girls. Yep. Yep. It's, in my opinion, the only bad episode this season. <laughs> yep. I would agree. <laughs> it is not great. I mean, it, it has like its moments that, that are good, but overall, it's just not a, not a great episode. <laughs> no, yeah, which is a shame because it is a really good premise. It is funny. They just—I don't think the execution held up well. And, and there's the the like fat shaming stuff with Hal and uh, all of that that gets uh, tied in with it as well. Mm-hmm. Moving on to our next award, who did you give your glow up award? Your award for the most improved character. I actually gave this to Lois. Okay. Because even when we see crazy Lois, she's not as like crazed, yelling on the water slide, you know, psychopathic Lois. Uh, we do get some of that, don't get me wrong. Like it's not completely gone. Um, but she also in this season, she learns to stand up to her mom a little bit with Piyama's help and all that. And uh and the help of, you know, Steve and Abe and everybody. So uh that is uh that's that's some good character growth and uh something Lois has definitely been missing, and it's uh nice to see. Okay. That's a it's an interesting choice. I did not see that one coming. I chose Francis this time. Season three is like a very bad low point for francis so it's good to see like his character growing again yep. uh, and just like being a funnier character again so sort of mostly looking at it from the perspective of coming out of season three i chose francis that's fair i considered francis because you know he does become the responsible one on the ranch and even though he does do some shitty stuff sometimes like yeah. He really is trying to have, you know, the ranch succeed. He's trying to do his best. And, like, now we're at a point of, like, Francis is respectable in, in most regards as far as his role on the ranch. And that's that's definitely a huge difference from the Francis we've seen. Yeah, and this season it's, like, the start of him working through his issues with Lois. Like, obviously those issues are still there. And, like, the spoiler alert will be there through the entire show. But this is, the, like, the first season where we see 
him actually dealing with those in any meaningful way. Right. Actually trying to make something better out of them instead of continue the sort of toxic approach. Yeah. And moving on to our next award, who did you give your new kid on the block award? Your award for the best new character. I gave it to Kid Charlemagne. Okay, but who's your real choice? <laughs> I, gave... <laughs> I gave it to Otto. Yeah, of course it's Otto. <laughs> yeah, I just I had to I had to throw that out there and poke no, at was, you a little bit. It was a good bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I also chose Otto because the Kenneth Mar is just so fucking good. <laughs> Amazing, so good. I love his acting. Yeah, he's just so good at being this, like, goofy, ridiculous, very slapsticky character. Is just such a perfect role for him, executed just so fucking well. And, and like, he, he's also just, like, such a, like, lovable, like, big goofball character. Which is something that this, this show doesn't really have outside of, like, Hal. <laughs> Craig, obviously, like, he's a, you know, sort of a idiot and can do, like, some of that stuff, but he's not what I would call, like, a, a lovable idiot. No, yeah, Craig has too many creepy moments for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did consider Jessica for this award. This can't be an auto. Jessica's cool, but not, yeah. No, Otto's just way better and just so consistently amazing. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think that we've had, like, a auto, like, moment or episode that I disliked. <laughs> Not a one. Moving on to our next award, who did you choose as your favorite Wilkerson of season four? So it's funny, but I actually chose Francis for all the same reasons that you gave him the Glow Up Award. Okay, F fair enough. I also chose Francis for all the reasons I gave him the Glow Up Award. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I really, I, I love the F-plots in this season. I really do. Most of them have been just amazing. Some of them have been better than the actual, you know, episode. Yeah. And on top of that, like, man, just Francis now, like, I feel very differently about that character at the end of the season than I did at the beginning. And to be able to do that in just one season is is a good sign that they're on the right track for what they're really trying to do with him. Right. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that when I was going through... Uh, like the the shittiest least shitty kid awards, because like I, I remember like the the very first episode when he like meets Otto and Gretchen, you were like very skeptical that he wasn't like trying to scam them. Oh yeah, <laughs> which I think like Eric and I were both like sort of perplexed by. I think probably because like we we know where it's going. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah no, I saw this shitty dude who's crossing the country. He just you know had all this crap in Alaska and. Now you get Francis with these super trusting and open people. I thought he was going to take advantage of him. 100% I did. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm glad you uh, came around to see Reason, David. Because Francis is a hero. Look, I judge people by their actions, Jacob. Francis's actions so far with Otto and Gretchen have been not bad at all. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think we'll also be in a likely agreement for this one. Who was your favorite side character this season? Otto. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I, I will say, it's impressive that he beat out Ida for both of us. Yeah, yeah. I almost chose Ida, and that's where the consistency comes in, because, like, I love Cloris Leachman, 
and Ida is amazing, but you just you get so much more of Otto, and it's just so funny, and it's so man, he shows how good he is because sometimes you got him in that like father figure role, and then he's right back to the goofy, dumb, you know, goofball. And it's just so good. Yeah, that, that character is just like like such a unique character for for a sitcom as well. And in a weird way too, I, I feel like Ida has not aged poorly, but but like I feel like Ida feels more like a contemporary sitcom character. I feel like there's a lot of characters like her on TV now. Whereas Otto feels like weirdly like of the time in like a good way. Like, you don't really see characters like him in sitcoms anymore, and that's kind of a shame. Right. Well, and you also, yeah, I think there's that combined with a lot of Ida's stuff. Like, we live in a world where, unfortunately, we get to see a lot more of the kind of shittiness that Ida has being portrayed more in sort of like that main stage. You know, you don't have to go to your racist grandma's house anymore to see it. It's kind of everywhere so it's it's not this sort of like glaring slap in the face type of effect that i think they were trying to have with her it's just more of that like oh this is grandma and with that i think that i think that causes some of that to be lost in 2022 versus 2003 yeah that that that's fair but moving on to our last couple awards we have our statistically shittiest and least shitty kids determined but as i say every time statistics aren't everything what really matters is what's in your heart that's right so david who is your true shittiest kid of season four i am going to have to give this one to reese because not only is he a shitbird but uh i feel like his influence is really starting to affect dewey and (laughs) he is corrupting the perfect angel and uh I, I don't know. I'm starting to feel some empathy towards Malcolm, even though he is, a, again, a total shitheel. I, I think I'm starting to understand why, and it'll be interesting going forward with him. Uh, I still don't like him, but uh, I'm going to try to give him a little more leash to hang himself on uh, this next season. And uh, Reese just, you know, you love to hate him. <laughs> and uh, as I've mentioned before, I like this sort of unabashed evil Reese, but uh, he's definitely the shittiest of the boys. Okay. And an interesting turn of events. Uh, I did not choose Reese, my statistically shittiest kid. I chose Malcolm. Ah, uh, yep. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> because, like, Reese is very shitty, but I feel like season four, he was weirdly kind of less shitty he didn't you know have any mass poisonings or extreme acts of violence whereas malcolm you know he needs to learn a lesson eventually right just keeps keep having the same issues over and over oh yeah when you Never say learns. it it's fine when i say it i'm a psychopath i'm being mean to malcolm <laughs> look look david fuck malcolm <laughs> it's the worst I know! He's, he's whiny, he's sniveling, he's self-obsessed. Frankly, you should be ashamed you didn't choose him as shittiest kid. He's clearly shittiest kid. I've been saying that for four seasons. <laughs> I hate you. You know exactly what you did. Look, I, I assure you I did not choose Malcolm specifically to spite you. I assumed yeah. you were going to choose Malcolm as well. 
So did I. And then I thought about it. You can't leave me to my own devices, Jake. Who am I, Reese? <laughs> yes, we've covered this. I hate you. Don't know. Stop. Look, Stop making see, that, that That's what this really is. <laughs> this is just, but because we've also established that I, I am a Malcolm. Right. <laughs> so, this, so this is really just us turning inwards and hating what we see. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but I've never sabotaged people to win a contest. <laughs> that's not what I hear. No, I have it. <laughs> oh, are you referring to the stupid Mario? Oh my god, because you can't beat me at Mario games. I sabotaged you. Well, Come I'm just, on. Now. I'm just saying, you know, we've done the Mario Olympics twice, and both oh times there's Lord. been pretty hefty accusations thrown your way of cheating. So I mean, from you. Look, I can't verify my sources. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I can't yeah, sell I them out like that. Yeah, yeah, you can't sell yourself anonymous down the river. sources. Have uh-huh. reported that you cheated. <laughs> No, no, they didn't. You said that. <laughs> Anonymous because sources. Because you lost. Including allegations of poisoning? Yeah, Crazy. from you. Crazy stuff. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, okay. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, head on over to twitch.tv slash lpdeathray. That's where we do all this crazy stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah. Every every time the Olympics are on, we do Mario Olympics. And Jake, despite me being the two-time champion... Is uh, trying to put little asterisks next to my yeah, win. Two-time asterisk holder. You're such a no. It is not. I won fair and square. You little piece of crap. It's all recorded. Yeah, with missing equipment. Uh, oh my damaged God. equipment. Poisoning. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Technically so wins, but uh, it's a lot of lot of mysterious circumstances. Dude, shut up. What's the next award? <laughs> Next up, we we have our least shitty kid. Who did you choose as least shitty kid of season four? I don't want to choose now because it's going to validate you, and I don't want to do that now. Ah, did you also choose Francis? Of course I did, but I hate it. <laughs> like, before your little explosion there of being unreasonable, I felt fine about this pick. Now I dislike it. <laughs> I'm going to change my answer, but unlike you, I'm an honorable man. <laughs> Just like Francis, the least shitty kid. Correct. He he made a great turnaround in this, and, you know, he has really proven his worth, and he's really maturing and coming into his own as an adult, and I'm glad for Francis, but I'm very angry that this makes you as happy as it does. Yeah, and his only competition... Being Dewey, it's a, it's a rough season for Dewey. Dewey does it some is. pretty maniacal stuff this season. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's the thing. This is the problem with this. Like, I love evil Reese and evil Dewey. Like, Dewey, when they're playing him off to, like, be, you know, like a maniacal conqueror or just, like, this evil kid, it's so funny. But also, no, Dewey, go back. Go towards the light. Yeah, and, and I mean, his, like, ending in the season, like, like ending on daycare <laughs> really feels like a supervillain <laughs> origin for Dewey. It <laughs> like, does. Embracing nihilism and, like, riding Reese off as dead and practicing his speech just, like, emotionlessly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh Jesus. my god. <laughs> Not a good look for our boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not wrong. Okay, well that wraps up our awards, and that only leaves one last segment. No, you missed an award. 
Uh, what award did I miss? The Todd Holland Award. Son the of a award bitch. for the best montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I gave to Clip Show 2, which is a little bit cheating, I know. Yeah. But, like, dude, I, it was actually a good episode. Like, normally I skip clip shows. And, like, they did a really good job of using the the montages of the the previous clips to actually tell the story and like further the little plot line that they had going on and i thought that was really well done and i wish more shows would do that for their clip shows especially because just last night i was watching a show and we got to one of their clip show episodes and it's like this almost did it as good as malcolm in the middle but not quite okay i am going to give mine to hal's training montage and malcolm holds his tongue that's pretty good. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's like some of the best like visual humor like in the entire season is just like Hal's transformation from this like normal dad into <laughs> this like Power Ranger looking like speed suit wearing speed walking freak. <laughs> It was pretty funny. I just like that that his outfit gets like steadily more ridiculous as he's getting more into it as his like training regime becomes more extreme is just fantastic. Right. No, that's fair. Okay. Now that wraps up our awards, leaving only one segment. Correct. And that is the final for David's guessing game. Tallying up all of your grades, you know, going into this episode, you were coming in with a very good 86%. Yeah. But we have the Eric established pre-final to go through. Oh my god, no, this is some bullshit. Because every season in these season wrap-ups you have to uh, guess plot lines for each of the individual Wilkerson's. This is bullshit. And those guesses are pass-fail and weighted the same as individual episodes. Which is dumb. (laughs) Which is a a, a not-at-all flawed system mathematically it's super flawed not i did great this season what was my no no what was my score before these this bs it was 86 percent. yeah exactly and you passed on four of the six of these which is you know pretty good because uh we'll, we'll go through them real quick your prediction for lois was that she would uh, be regretful of the like lack of like women in her life. Uh, you, you thought it would be like a friendship thing, but you also speculated that it might be like having all boys, which obviously uh, was like the the central point of if boys were girls. So you passed on that one. Thank God. You got a easy pass on how getting sued. Yeah, you, you, you right. knew that one was coming. I did. Yes. You predicted that Reese would go to jail. Which I gave you a pass on because of the uh, no day in jail program they sent him to. The scared nice. straight program. Yeah. You you passed on Malcolm, who you thought would join a, quote, even nerdier group. <laughs> which I gave you a pass on because of the academic octothalon. Yeah. But the two that you failed on were Francis, who uh, you thought that he would have, like, a uh, strained, like, marital issues with Piyama as she, like adapted very quickly to their new life while he would sort of struggle to adapt and you failed on dewey who you thought would have an episode where he ran away yeah i did think that was the season and that 
you know, uh, getting uh, four of those six uh, lowered your score. Uh huh. <laughs> to uh-huh. an eighty-two percent. You're. This is look. It's slander and lies. Still a B. You still kept a B because uh-huh. it's the final. It's supposed to matter more. Remind me to punch Eric. This is why I got the shirt. This is why I need to. This is why I have the Eric sucks shirt. This this right here. You want to know why, Eric? This right here. You're welcome. Remind me every fucking season. Well, David, let's look ahead to season five. Can we not? Let, let's uh, let, let's go ahead and do your pre-final. What do you think uh, is gonna happen? to the uh, six, uh, I, I won't make you guess on Jamie Ugh. because, you know, babies don't really have plot lines, but. Right, thank God. Um, okay, so I have a cheat. I have another one that's already pre-locked in because this is one of the few seasons that has an episode that I have already seen, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I'm pretty sure this is the season that Reese gets his apartment and you have the whole credit card debt thing and Reese doesn't understand how debt works, so... Reese is going to get kicked out and end up with an apartment and a bunch of credit card debt. Okay. So that's that one. Boom. Already knew that one. Easy. Nailed it. Now the rest. Unless that wasn't this season. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it is It is possible it's not this season, but I feel confident that it's season five. Okay. I, I feel like I nailed that one. Like, obviously, I know we're going to get Ida again at some point. Maybe it'll be related... I don't know. All right. Where do I want to start? Let's do this systematically, David. Let's start with Lois. I think that we're going to see, because like we didn't really deal with the favoritism, so maybe that's what we get. So I think we're going to see Lois dealing with some sort of conflict with her sister okay, and some sort of issue there. I think maybe we'll even get to like meet her for more than like 30 seconds, but I think we're going to see... Lois and her sister, not not necessarily, not making amends necessarily, but coming to a different place in their relationship. Gotcha. That's all the more I'm willing to say right now, because I don't know if Ida's going to be involved or not. And if Ida's involved, then <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> all right. So that's, that's Reese and Lois handled. Let's look at Hal. What do I think Hal is? I think, I think we're going to get more like Hal work stuff. In this okay. season, but I don't think Hal's gonna ever get a promotion. I mean, maybe he does at one point, but like, I think Hal's gonna maybe like, I don't know, maybe like have an office space moment or like have one of those like gets blamed for something and didn't do it or like case of mistaken identity and they're like, Hal did it. Maybe his job is on the line. Maybe he gets fired. Maybe it's gonna cause a problem for sure. And then, of course, it's Hal, so he'll go right back to the same crappy job once they get it fixed because that's just who Hal is. Okay. But uh but yeah, I, he's definitely going to have something like that happen at work. Going to get like I don't think it'll be like as dramatic as he's framed for something, but I think it'll be like, you know, he gets blamed for something he didn't do or or a case of mistaken identity or something like that. Gotcha. Okay, so there's Hal. Dude, Malcolm's hard to guess. I think we're going to see a new girlfriend for Malcolm. Okay. Uh, that's my best guess for him. So now I've got what? Dewey and Hal and Francis, yeah? Not just Dewey and Francis. Just Dewey and Francis? Oh, that's right. That's right. I already covered Hal. Okay. Let's go Dewey. Okay. Oh, you know what? I wonder if we see any like pressure because we're going to see them getting older. I wonder if we're going to see any pressure on like Dewey to try to be like the next Malcolm because boy, is that something that's real. Uh, and relatable so damn much to myself. I wonder if we're going to see 
like this sort of like pushing, maybe not pushing, but like sort of this like expectation that Dewey is gonna kind of be able to be just as gifted as Malcolm. Okay. And so kind of like that issue there. I don't know if Dewey's going to like fight it or try to embrace it or he could just be Dewey and just be like, meh, you know, I do know we're going to see a little bit more evil Dewey coming out because at least in the one episode, he does some shitty things. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think, I think maybe pressuring him that way because we'll probably see more of Dewey in school this season. And what do you think happens with Francis? That is the hardest of all. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, his <laughs> trying to guess what's so... gonna happen in a Looney Tunes episode, <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think he and Piyama will be together. I don't think there's gonna be any like divorce or anything there. This is where Otto leaves, isn't it? We don't like this. Is the last season for Otto is season five. It's Correct. After this, yeah. I don't even have a guess. That's why I love them so much. Is it so random? Like, right, come on, you, you couldn't have guessed that uh, he, he would dress like an alien to attract tourists? No! Or you, you couldn't have guessed that Francis would fight a demon cow? Definitely not. Very, very obvious bollards. Oh yeah, very obvious. I <laughs> I don't know, maybe we'll see more of like Francis helping Otto and Gretchen's marriage. Help might be a strong word, but I don't know. That's it, man. Like, I don't know. Okay. Francis is hard, man. It is definitely the one that would be the hardest. I'm with you. <laughs> That's all I got. I, I, d- dude, remind okay. me at the end of next season how much I hate Eric. <laughs> I won't have to. We'll, I know. we'll get to this part and he'll be angry. <laughs> yep. Every time. This is the worst. And you do also have the usual guessing game. You, you've got season five, episode one, Vegas. What do you uh, think happens in Vegas? And therefore stays in Vegas. <laughs> well, it probably won't have with them. What do I think happens in Vegas? Well, obviously, they're going to go on vacation to Vegas, which good for them. I think we're going to see Hal gambling or at least attempting to gamble, you know, because we already know Hal has a gambling problem. Maybe he'll even hit a jackpot. I don't know. Okay. It is Vegas, baby. Anything could happen. And then I'm sure we're going to see them. I wonder if this is one of those, like, stereotypical, like, 90s sitcoms things where they have, like, the... I, I don't know. They don't tend to do that kind of stuff in this show. But, like, you know, the, like, the Vegas shows will be this famous singer that's relevant right now. Probably not, though. Because, again, one of the reasons why I love this show is they tend to not do that kind of stuff. But it's it's possible. But I think we're definitely going to see them, like, going to shows and different like like we're probably not going to see them at blue man group but we'll probably see them going to like weird shit with lois you know like gotcha the world's weirdest craft fair or some shit i don't know i don't know there's always those kind of conventions going on in vegas man that's fair they'll end up at like one of those weird like petting zoo competitions where like just like eight thousand animals out in the middle of the vegas heat because that always seems not smelly at all. Yeah, that's about it. I I don't know. There's a lot of things that can happen in Vegas, Jake. That's true. Okay. Is that, that everything you want to guess then? Yeah, that's all I got for now. I just guessed on the whole season, man. Like, my brain's worn out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up all of our planned segments. But since we skipped over it in the episode, should we do a fond farewell for Lloyd? We should. So uh, what? what's your favorite Lloyd moment from the entire show, David? Man, being put on the spot, there are, I think, two that come to mind immediately. 
and it's when they steal the car and his reaction to that. And then uh, also in, uh, what is it, Almost Halloween or Not Quite Halloween or... I don't remember the title of the episode. Uh, Halloween approximately. Halloween. There it is. Yep. <laughs> they, uh, with the telescope <laughs> when they're launching the things over at him. Uh, <laughs> that one, that, that cracked me up too. Fair enough. Oh, also his exchange. No, no. O- over the telescope thing. The exchange with Lois when she's in labor was amazing. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely one of them that I was thinking about. Which I, obviously there's some recency bias, but man, <laughs> Such so a great, funny. It is. Such a good simple bit. Right. <laughs> Lloyd's just such a good straight man for that. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Which Lloyd moment <laughs> do I choose? It's rough when you don't really have time to think about it, huh? It, it is. Especially because I'm like trying to remember what, what some of them. Was that Lloyd or was that Dabney? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. No, fair. <laughs> oh, you, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm going to choose actually... Is Lloyd becoming goth? <laughs> okay. And clicks. Okay. Nice. Fair. Okay. I can respect it. This is such a good fit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. Okay. Well, with that, I think we are done with our season four wrap up. Wow. Thank you all so much. This has been so much fun. It has been. It's uh, th- Thank you for everyone who has been uh, like listening through all of these seasons. It's crazy that we're four seasons in already. <laughs> right? But it's so good, and I can't wait to keep doing more. Absolutely. Uh, we haven't even had my favorite Stevie episode yet. I believe it. <laughs> there's There's got to be way more good to come. And uh, if you would like to support us monetarily, you can do that on Patreon, where we are Let's Play Death Ray. And you can also uh, go to our merch shop, which the links to both of those are in all of the episode descriptions. And if you would like to get in touch with us, which we always love when people write in, whether it be like personal connections to the episodes or just telling us we're idiots and pointing out stuff that we missed. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, and you can reach us by email where we are lifeisunfairpod at gmail.com or on Twitter where we are unfair underscore podcast. And if you enjoy the banter back and forth and want to join us live, head on over to twitch.tv slash lpdeathray where we stream every night but Friday and Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And we just, in general, play video games and have a good time with the audience. And of course, as always, remember that life is unfair. <laughs>